Welcome to episode 81 of the Whatnots Review Show, where every week we pick a story and we talk about it. This could be a movie, TV show, anime, manga, comic book, audio drama, all kinds of entertainment. We watch it, read it, listen to it, and then we come back here and we talk about it. My name is Melissa Wilkinson, and I am joined by Kyle Springer. Hello, howdy. Happy Halloween. What is going on? It is Halloween. Yeah. Boo to you, Kyle. We didn't come up with any kind of treehouse of horror names for ourselves this year. I I don't think I have a name that is conducive to horror spooky stuff. Kyle Springer. It, it, Kyle no... Springheel Jack? I, yeah. I... I... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You can't be Kyle, like it's Kyle, Kyle Boo Springer or something or like Zombie Kyle. <laughs> Kyle <something>. Boo Springer. <laughs> Just <laughs> you're right. That is the least you could do. Yeah, I've got Malice a Kilkinson, but yeah. it's kind of weird when you have to actually write it down. So that's why yeah. I don't put it on Twitter or anything. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Could no? Could I was gonna say? Could you no? Yeah. You could almost do something like Monster Wilkinson, but that's that seems like way too g- generic. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I I like. I've like thought of it of just like I like I malice of, but it do doesn't that. work when you write it down. But yeah, then it just it <laughs> never works out for me. Do you have any Halloween plans? Uh, We our usual bar trivia night is Thursday, so we're just gonna go to bar trivia like usual, and hopefully this one is spooky themed. Yeah, hopefully. I'm gonna wear a costume. We invited another friend along who's going to be wearing a costume. I don't know what anybody else at this bar is going to be doing. We'll just see what kind of a night we have. There you go. Sounds fun to me. I have nothing planned. I think the only kind of Halloween horror stuff that I'm going to be doing is the stuff we've been doing right here on the podcast. I am in costume right now. I am Mm -hmm. Jughead from Riverdale. I have his beanie. I have his jacket and I have the shirt. The plan is uh the next couple years i i i was actually jughead last year too but i only had the t-shirt and the Mm -hmm. hat i was a much more casual jughead and now i'm south side serpents (laughs) jughead uh next year i might do a zombie version the one from Mm -hmm. afterlife with archie because those comics are super great uh or i might go the classic Mm -hmm route who knows classic yeah. classic route i mm. need to do one where i just have a cheese burger oh just eating a burger all night right i i was thinking about getting like, like a- the dog toy like like just like a, ch- a cheese burger shaped <laughs> dog toy so that way it like won't go bad if i like just have the things that sit in there right <laughs> It's just a toy. You could just, I'm sure there's like 
cheap like one dollar like the mcdonald's oh, yeah. cheeseburger how much is the plain cheeseburger what's that like a dollar 25 yeah but just get a bag of those you just pull a burger out of a satchel periodically burgers. throughout the night you want cheeseburgers i got bacon <laughs> cheeseburgers <laughs> you put like a heat pack in there so they <laughs> stay warm and icy hot <laughs> 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 it's like Napoleon Dynamite with all the tater tots okay. in his like cargo pants pocket. Jughead, give me your burgers. No, get your own. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds fun. You have on your witch's hat. And you have a like floral yep. uh you you had on a dress I I think l- last time for the captain's l- log. And this time it looks more like a... I have a lot of floral things. Yeah, it looks more like a scarf or something. Yep, big old scarf. Like that. I think it is Because I know if you're dressing up for two podcasts in a row. Well. Thank you. So I'm like, I'm not going to change. I'm just going to wear what I wore today. And then I show up and you're all dressed up. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) give me a minute. I've got a hat. I've got a scarf. episode, Melissa. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Do it. All right, what are we talking about this week, Melissa? We are talking about quite a spooky movie. Mm -hmm. This is called Ghost Stories. This is a 2017 film from British uh, writers and directors Jeremy Dyson and Andy Nyman. Uh, This is based off a stage play. I really went into this not knowing anything else about it. Like a YouTuber recommended it to me and I'm like, good, that's all I need. I'm going in blind, and this really turned out to be quite different than what I was expecting. There you go. Yeah, so you when when you pitched this to me last week, I I immediately thought it, and then you confirmed it when you said said it. This really reminds me of the black tapes. Um, whereas there is a paranormal yes. investigator who is trying to debunk a whole bunch of psychics and people who are like oh i've seen a ghost before it's real ghosts are real uh, and he's like bullocks that's not that's not true um mm. and and yeah this movie is kind of an anthology of sto- stories it has like three short stories yeah. in in there so that's why i was like oh this reminds me of the black tapes podcast uh, which is fantastic, and if yes. you have not checked it out, you absolutely should go check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I picked it. Also because I think this one sounded the spookiest, and I was like, uh, I'm yes. going to kind of go out of my comfort zone here and pick something something I think mm-hmm. is going to scare me. Uh, so what did you think? Because we, we b- 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 both kind of went in on this blind Uh what what, mm-hmm. what were you expecting? What did you end up with? It's not exactly an anthology film. Because I right. feel like the defini- definition of an anthology film is there is just a basic framework that supports these three self-contained stories. Sure. And this movie, it's like it had these dedicated, these three separate dedicated segments to them. But otherwise, like the... F- it's not just a framing device. Like, that is the real story of the movie. That's where the real meat is. So much more time is spent within this larger frame of the paranormal investigator than within each of the segments themselves. 
I think also an anthology film is like you've got different like writers or directors for each segment also and this was all just the same people yeah, yeah. so they're stylistically pretty similar you might still be able to classify it as an anthology movie but I don't think it really fits the mold of what other films like that are so that was just exactly. a structural thing that surprised me and this whole thing is weirder than I was expecting. Yeah. In a different kind it, of weird than I was expecting. took a turn that I wasn't expecting. So that, yeah. that was interesting, to say the least. Did you find it scary? Um, so I have to say, overall, I don't think I liked this film. Uh, hmm. I'm I'm generally speaking not a fan of horror, but that's not because I don't think the genre is good or that there 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 can't be like good horror stories. I just I don't like mm-hmm. being scared. I'm a big baby. I mm-hmm. I I'm just gonna be like oh my god, uh, and ah! and hide behind my hands or a pillow or something. Um. So I, I like I, I, I don't find being scared fun and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So I, I can really only do like horror comics and stuff like that. This ended up not being scary for me almost at all. Um, it was. I also found that it wasn't very scary, which isn't to say that it let me down on that front. It was a little was bit more different than what I was expecting. Than than I was ex- expecting. Yeah. Um. So it 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 was interesting for sure, but yeah, I, I I don't think I liked this. That being said, it's based off of a stage play, and I think I would love it as mm-hmm. a stage play. I I think if if yeah, if I had seen this like going to a theater and there's actors on stage and there's set like I I I think that experience would fit this story so much better than just like hey here's a movie mm-hmm. um so that, that that's i mean what can you can you do i you know i am not able to experience it like that so i have to judge it based uh-huh. off of the movie mm-hmm. i don't know how if this is a play that might show up again in the future, if this is the sort of thing that like your own regional theater might buy the rights to and produce sometime, or if it was really just a thing these couple guys did once. Yeah. Who but knows? I'd like to see it live too. Yeah. It's, it definitely does things that I have. N- mm, I think I've never seen another play do exactly. Interesting. Some of the stuff I'm they do in this movie. Dive into that. I can see shades of and hmm. I'm I'm gonna want to dive into into that once we get into spoilers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Some of the things they do in this movie, I can see shades of in other movies, but not. There's some of the things this movie does I don't think I've ever seen on stage in the genre in the medium of a live stage play. Okay. Which narratively isn't terribly different from a movie, but still, I've never seen these in a play. I'd like to see them live. Sure. There you go. Uh, so let's do a brief synopsis as usual, uh, and then we will get into spoilers uh, af- af- after that. Mm-hmm. So let's see. This yeah, is yeah. 
2017 British horror film. I think you already mentioned all of this stuff. Written and directed by Jeremy Dyson and Andy Nyman. Uh, and apparently Andy Nyman mm-hmm. also reprises his role from the play. So he he played the main character, Philip Goodman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I didn't know who was in. I didn't know a single name behind this movie when I started watching it. So I was really delighted to see Martin Freeman yes. in it because he's like, one of my him. favorites. <laughs> Yeah. He's in Watson. He's in Black Panther. He's in Civil War and stuff like that. He's in Lord mm. of the Rings. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. Have have you, by, 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 by the way, did you look up the posters for this movie? Because you, you you absolutely uh, should. I, I see the poster. I see the poster here on IMDb. Yeah, and I watched a like a YouTube breakdown of this movie after I finished it. And okay. that had some neat looking posters and the thumbnail art. So it, it, yeah. So the one that I see on uh, Wikipedia is just like the red text with the b- mm. black and white I- I- images and, and stuff like that. But there's some that I saw when I was looking for images on Google that are these more like character pieces. They're more colorful. Yeah. Uh, there's a there, there, there is one of Martin Freeman, and he has like horns on his head, and there's yes. like he like he is green skin. I I, I think, and it's this like weird, <sighs> nice. trippy stuff. I really liked those p- posters. I thought those were fantastic. Uh, but let's see here. So synopsis. Philip Goodman is the main character, and he is a paranormal investigator uh, who likes to debunk Mm -hmm. these fraudulent psychics. And he has his own TV show where he does Mm -hmm. all of this. And it looks like it's more of a reality TV-based thing than a, like more produced actual show it's more like i'm gonna rush out on stage while this guy's performing and catch him red-handed <laughs> yeah it's not like a it's not like a document like a docu-series or anything it really is just like there's somebody with a camera following him around while yeah. he runs out on stage like ma'am this man has not been speaking to your dead son <laughs> he's been speaking to your <laughs> facebook page the audience looks <laughs> heartbroken yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it, he, he's he's doing that and then apparently uh i guess you could say one of his mentors slash one of the like well-known people in the field of psychology mm-hmm. and and stuff like that he's gotten older uh, and he kind of presents these three cases to philip saying hey mm-hmm. These are the only three that I can't solve. You need to solve them. Uh, and so he's like, well, that's weird, but okay, I'll take a look at them. I guess. And so that's what he d- 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 does. He looks into these three mm-hmm. cases to try and figure them out or so- solve them. Uh, and the story goes on from there. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else you want to add to that synopsis? Uh, I think we can give a very basic description of the three cases. Like one is a night watchman 
who encounters a, a potential ghost that might be haunting the mm-hmm. building. The second is a young man who's driving home from a party late at night through like a kind of forested area and <laughs> accidentally hits a demon with his car. Like one does. And the third story, <laughs> yeah, just, just demons running around the woods of England somewhere. Yeah. And then the third story is uh, Martin Freeman alone in this big mansion and he thinks there's a poltergeist there messing around with all of his family's stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that about does it for the synopsis stuff. I don't really have anything else I want to Yeah, add. it's kind of tricky to talk very basically about this movie without getting into spoilers. really what like it's that, about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this mo- This is a wild film. Yeah. Exactly. So a little bit of housekeeping before we get on to spoilers. Uh, First and foremost, I know that our streams are kind of a little bit choppy here and there. There's not much we Mm -hmm. can do about that right now. Uh, I am streaming this based off of a Mac, and I upgraded to Catalina, and it messed up all of our stuff. So we are waiting for updates on that, but that's about all we can say. Mm -hmm. Uh, the second big thing is we have launched a new podcast, Crossplay. Uh, it is yeah. our v- video g- 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 game podcast. So if you are into playing games and stuff, we will be talking about uh, the latest video game news. We'll be talking about what we've been playing uh, and stuff like that. Uh, that's been a lot of fun. Let's see. We are recording this episode Sunday afternoon. Uh, the newest mm-hmm. episode of Crossplay, episode two, uh, will be out the day before this goes public. It will be out on Tuesday. Uh, th- this one will be out on Wednesday. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. It's up on iTunes and Spotify and Google Play. Uh, and you guys can always find that as well as our other podcasts on our website thewhatnots.com mm-hmm. uh, and if you guys have a podcatcher that you like you can just search the whatnots uh, and all of our shows will pop up right there if you like what we do you can th- throw us a couple bucks at patreon.com slash the whatnots uh, you guys can get access to the live streams of this show uh, you guys can also get early access to all of our episodes uh, exclusive content and more. Uh, we do want to give a big shout out to our patrons at the five dollar tier. So mm-hmm. thank you, Sam, and thank you, Christine, for helping us out. Uh, we love you guys lots, and we hope you're having a wonderful Halloween. Thank you. Yes. Oh, spooky Halloween. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's get into spoilers. Yes. Here we go. Uh, Melissa, you said something mm-hmm. that I don't know if I agree with. Uh, at at, uh-huh. at the start, you had said uh, that you think this film does a lot of things that you really haven't seen. Uh, many other things do, especially for a no, stage no, play. No. I believe that's that's the hook. The whole, it was all in his head is a thing I've seen in a lot of movies. And again, as I also said, it's not that different. 
I can't name a play where I've seen that happen. And just that slight variation has me really intrigued. Okay. Gotcha. Because I was like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I've seen this before. This this kind of thing. Or, or, or at, at least have been exposed to this idea that, hey, you're ex- you're exploring these cases but maybe these cases are more about you than they are these other people maybe they're not even real who knows exactly he here's what i'm getting at a play is not necessarily that's not a medium where you get a lot of twists right like there's plenty of whodunits mm-hmm, sure. in theater and there's twists within that as like those particular genre conventions like well we all thought it was the butler and it wasn't the butler at all but like you're at <laughs> like there's no big twist in death of a salesman or anything <laughs> like that your average play does not come with big twists which is Turns why he was a freelancer th- this not is a salesman movies full of twists plays typically not that's what kind of intrigues me about this okay that makes sense that makes sense um but yeah so then i i i I guess to piggyback off of that yeah i don't again i don't know if i i i don't think i really liked this movie overall i i it was in my opinion not strongly original uh and i don't think it did a lot of the things that it was trying to do incredibly well it it did them okay Mm -hmm. okay um but yeah the the twist that 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 i don't even know if it is it's it's one of those things of like i don't really know exactly what happened because of this twist um maybe the tw- yeah. the, tw- the twist was effective in in that regard but it was more confusing to me than like oh okay it's a, it's a <laughs> yes twist. yeah yeah i get that for sure like the twist like opens up a bunch of questions you're like i don't know if these have any answers like i think i'm just i went back after watching this movie and read the youtuber's recommendation because this was um the YouTuber, I don't know if I mentioned the channel name last week. It's called Rainbot. Rain, like Rain when bot. you rule over something, uh, but like okay. a robot. And it's this and it's this woman who does breakdowns of like uh alternate reality games and like uh narratives on the internet like internet mysteries and this includes things like somebody's writing a twitter feed as if it is their real life but it is a supernatural story they are scripting out like they've created this ghost story and they're just doing it like tweets is the format like no this isn't real it's a scripted story let's follow the story beats let's see the threads and let's see how everything escalates and how this is an example of horror storytelling etc okay so this was a youtube community post from her like a little blog post on her channel and she i went back and read this and she had written this left my brain scrambled i'm like yep that's that's exactly it so it's not only the twist but yeah like the the name is really generic, which is kind of unfortunate. It is. It yeah it presents itself in this very very serious manner. Like, hey, we are actually going to tell a horrifying story, 
um not like too serious like i i i don't feel like mm. it was try hard but it's a serious enough manner and then it has this weird twist and then the end credit song is the monster mash and it's just like this is oh my god exactly what do you <laughs> this put me right back to where i was last year when we watched an american werewolf in london yeah and i thought that was more of a straightforward horror movie that had like a little bit of a dark comedic edge to it and sure. no it basically is a comedy with horror themes and there's this tragic ending where the werewolf like dies in his girlfriend's arm and then it smash cuts to the end credits and they're playing blue moon yeah. this gave me that same <laughs> sense of like tonal whiplash it, and like sitting yeah. there watching the credits roll like did i just watch a real movie yeah what happened to that's me? exactly it it's 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 mm -hmm. this whiplash of of just like oh it's this real sad tale about this family that uh their father destroys no okay we're leaving that plot thread behind now he's a paranormal investigator taking on these three ca cases he's taking this very seriously uh whoa it's a twist maybe all of this is in his mind and he's just in a big coma and there's the monster mash what did i just watch <laughs> it, inter interesting choice i want to talk about the thing oh no no first first let me ask you this okay. could you tell that was martin freeman under a bunch of makeup i, I could yes um i i i also could right away just like that's his voice yeah also the hulu description for this movie says martin freeman stars in it doesn't say featuring martin freeman it says stars in we meet the maiden character it's not him yeah. we meet this other main character who is an old man and i'm like well i know this is that going to be the martin other main freeman. character of the movie that's probably martin freeman <laughs> under a bunch of prosthetics that being said, though, I feel like Martin Freeman knocked it out of the park. He did fantastic in in this because he yes. has like, like two or three different roles. Almost he has one where he is that old yeah. man, 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 man. He is this like sickly old psychologist who is uh, oddly like we don't know why he's calling this one dude of like i hate your show it's a piece of shit you're a garbage yeah. investigator here take these three cases that i can't yeah. solve like yeah. it just it, that makes no sense but sure uh and then there is his character as this like rich lawyer in the third case or the rich something um and his wife dies in childbirth and he thinks he's being haunted by the poltergeist of his dead child or the, his wife was there too it's it's a weird thing no, like the spirit appears like after he has taken his wife to the hospital nobody's dead yet when the spirit appears which is well, it, it, it the and then it spirit seems appears later to like, like the spirit be, is his wife yeah because the the spirit we we don't necessarily see what it looks like at first but the first time we see it physically it is his wife who is who is like hey i just died 
And then he gets the phone call from the hospital. But the spirit was appearing before she had died. And then we see ghost her, but it still feels like it's the same spirit. But it couldn't have been because she wasn't dead yet earlier. Multiple spirits. Who knows? Uh, But yeah, so then, then after that, there is this twist that maybe all of these cases aren't real. And Martin Freeman is maybe more like the devil kind of thing. That's the vibe that I got from from him. That he's a good devil. Yeah, he he knocked that 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 scene where he is finally like taking off all of the masks and all of that stuff is amazing. It's fantastic. Um, Mm -hmm. And it, it looks like they almost do part of that scene I'll, i would have to go back and look because i i i did, 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 didn't but the part where like after he rips off all of the fake skin and then he like wipes his hair back it almost looks like he does the like twin peaks david lynch thing where that was backwards do you know Ooh. what i mean yeah his yeah hair's, his hair's a mess and then when he wipes it back it's it's like perfectly combed and gelled and there's all this stuff. So I'm like, there's no way he just like slicked it back and it was like that. It must have been like that. And then he ran his fingers like backwards in, in his hair to like mess it all up. Oh, um, yeah. I, I would have to go back and look and see if he did, yeah. did, 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 did that. But I liked that. Th- Neat that trick scene. if so. I thought that was per- pretty neat but he knocks all of those uh those roles out of the park i liked it a lot mm-hmm. i think this movie has some cool concepts in it very like great performances i think it does atmosphere well but like there's lots of points where like the ends don't connect i i think there's just a lot like, of like threads period i don't even want to say loose because they're just out there some of them connect some of them don't some of them are just there yeah. on top of it the thing you know. that bothered me i liked this movie it even is confusing and kind of unsettling as it might be i still like this movie but what really bugged me is that the movie starts with footage from philip's bar mitzvah yep. and he's talking about like faith and how faith can putting the believing in something can sometimes be your worst enemy and like really turn against you and Mm -hmm. showing footage of he's got this older sister he's really you know good pals with it's them just sort of laughing and joking around and he's this very stern traditional father and we see that at his bar mitzvah like there's his sister kind of wearing more revealing clothes like kind of dancing a little bit more provocatively and she's like dad come on dance with everybody else and he's like no i'm staying over here don't touch me i am a man of and god then we see in these <laughs> in these various home videos like we see her like you know there she is with her brother at the beach but then she's brought like a boyfriend along and she's making out with the boyfriend who appears to not be of Jewish descent and then the dad's yelling at her and it seems like he disowned her and this because they were so close this had a real effect on Philip and then we don't really see it like that's the opening scene of the movie that is scene one it's Phil of monologuing over all of these home videos of him and his family and then the sister does not come up and like I was going into this with the belief that oh this is his 
this is his major trauma. Like he was very close to the sister and then she was disowned. She ran away like she isn't in his life. And like, what is that? And then it turns out that it's the story of the boy who killed the boy who died, that the bullies like inadvertently killed and Philip stood around and did nothing. That is the major trauma in his yeah. backstory. I'm like, okay, I I can definitely, yeah, that's really effective. I can see how that would, you know, really wreck your life. What about the sister, though? Like, right. is there still anything with her? It just disappeared. Like, they don't mention it. Wild. Mm-hmm. Like, I liked both of those things, but I wish they would have picked one. Yes. Yeah, that, that that's I I I think the or film like made would have really both of them actually work from that. Yeah, um, yeah. Where like I I liked the stuff at the start because it feels very personal, right? It it it's like hey, yeah, I I was kind of set on this path. Like I I come mm. from a religious family where I should believe in things that I cannot see. Um, yes. That, like I no longer believe in that because of how strict my father was. He kind of choked any religious faith right out of me. Uh, And so because of that, I've continued down that road to become a paranormal Mm. investigator, but they don't really drive that point home. And then, yeah, and then they just drop it and it's not a part of the movie anymore and i would have liked to see like i was almost expecting some kind of murder mystery within the family like if if yeah if, if yeah the family was haunted or the sister dies and is now haunting the mom or haunting the dad or something mm. like that right like that is what those opening scenes set me up to believe uh mm. And then we get entirely something else. Um, and I, I I think for me, something else you mentioned at the start of the film mm. is that you thought it had ample time with the main character to like do all the stuff around these three stories. I, I guess not ample time, but like it, it's not about I... these anthology Yes, yes. Like, Philip is not just the framing device. He really is the main character. It is Mm -hmm. about him. And it just, these three things are, these are just things he is investigating. Things that support, the stories support him. He doesn't support the stories. Which is why I think this isn't exactly an anthology film. So I don't know if I agree with that either i don't think there was enough of the main character it was too much on these stories for me I, to really get attached yeah, I don't to the character think the, yeah i don't i wouldn't say so either i'm just saying like structurally sure whether or not this is actually executed well the stories are there for philip philip is not there for the stories yeah when you look at it just structure wise yeah, it, it it was it, it it was like I I'm I'm fine with him investigating these stories. Uh I I just I felt like they went too in depth in those stories to really like I I I almost could have had a whole movie about each of those stories and been totally fine 
So like we have those three stories. Then there's the story about his traumatic father, uh, and then the traumatic death of that one school kid. There's five different yes. stories that could have been their own movie in this one thing. And yeah, so I, I think that's partly why I'm just like I. What what are you trying to tell? Like, what story do you want to tell? Yeah, it does feel There's... it does feel a little overcrowded. Yeah. Um did did you have a favorite of those three cases? Though so that's what I want to know. Mm. Let's. I want to talk a little bit about each one. The first one. <laughs> I recognized should be scary, but it wasn't hitting me for whatever reason. I think partially because I couldn't make logical sense about exactly where this guy was a night watchman and why he was watching it at night. So he yeah. mentions that this building he was a watchman for used to be a uh, like a women's mental institution mm -hmm. decades ago when nobody was treated well. But it's not clear... Okay, what well, what is this building now? Is it being refurbished? Is it being turned into something different? Why does it have a staff of several night watchmen? Like I just couldn't and I couldn't exactly figure out why he was there. Why it's, it's, is this your job? And then Especially because the building seemed to be run down and abandoned. Like oh, it was just Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. absolutely decrepit. He's not in anything that looks like a real livable room outside of the guard shack. Yeah. And also, like, I, and because it's so dark, which does help the scary feeling of it, of course. Spookify. I'm like, I can't get a sense of space. Like, I can't tell, like, where the rooms are in relation to each other. He's talking on the walkie-talkie to a guy in another building. I'm like, I don't know how far away that building is. Like, mm -hmm. could the guy run to him if we ne he needed to? It was just a little... The setting was kind of muddled for me. Like, it had all yeah. the scary atmosphere in the world. But I'm like, I I have a lot... I have a lot... Please stop. Give, give me five minutes of Q&A about what the setting is. And then I'd like to pick up and continue, please. Yeah. Um... That, that one, yeah, it started off fairly scary, but I feel like that one relied on jump scares. I'm just like, oh, mm -hmm. there's the girl yeah. in yellow. Uh, and you saw her for a split second. And then, yeah, to the, like, weird, like, each, each story almost had its, like, weird tonal whiplash moment within itself, right? Where the guy finally yes. gets the hug from this, like weird dead zombie girl ghost oh. thing that we don't know and she just mm -hmm. starts like crawling her fingers up the side of his arm onto his face like what what why that just it seemed comedic to me like i don't know it just yeah it creeped me out to like see this young girl in this yellow dress um which also kind of reminds me of more like Cthulhu type of stuff because there's I, 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 there's a recurring character in uh, a lot of those types of stories about a young girl in a yellow dress in HP Love craft stuff. So it's yeah, it's 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 an image that I feel like is recognizable in 
horror stuff and so just to see like a flash of of mm-hmm. of of her in there or to see this like weird room filled with all these mannequins and there's one that's covered up with a blanket and it's slightly moving like that stuff is pretty terrifying I wasn't scared. I was just confused because why would this building have a bunch of mannequins in it? Yes, it's not know. like the ghost manifested the mannequins. They must have already been there. But I'm why? It's it's just it's so strange. Like of just like why is this scenario even two, happening? Like these are two solid scary things on their own: abandoned mental mental institution and mannequins. But they don't make any sense when you put them together. Why are those there? Right. Yeah. It, it made no sense. And what about story number two? Uh, story number two. This also had a complete tonal break for me where he's. So we see him when Philip comes over to his house and it is mm-hmm. this really like tense, unsettling atmosphere in the house where the parents are clearly like not paying attention to Simon and Simon's like, they're they're a little nosy. Like, what are you doing up there? But they don't like him. And Simon's like, yeah, they don't care about me at all. And so he's driving the car. Then the parents call him and they're yelling at him, but it's not tense. Like they're so shrill. It's almost comedic it's like the parents were calling him from another movie it's like the parents were calling him out of a monty python sketch <laughs> they are so shrill and fear and furious it does not match at all it's not the right kind of angry parents that the situation demanded yeah and it like the first story as as you said it's like you don't have a real sense of space so it's almost claustrophobic Right. In the sense of like, here's this guy who's isolated by himself in Mm -hmm. the dark. And you don't expect him to start seeing things like that. Just like I they don't even have to be scary stuff of just like, sure, I would expect that. Like if if the movie went the actual like, OK, well, let's debunk these cases like that would be what I, I mm-hmm. felt he would have he, he would have said. He's just like, you've it looks like you've been doing this job for 20 something years. Uh, this is your life spent in this tiny ass room with no one mm-hmm. and no lights except the ones in your room. Like, of of course you're going to start using your imagination to see what's out there, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas story number two was like, here's a young teen who has extreme anxiety, is on the verge of a panic a- a- attack at all moments. Mm-hmm. Like, he p- probably just hit a deer and that was it. <laughs> and he's just... Like, he saw the antlers and was part drunk. Maybe he was on some mushrooms or something. And it's like he thought mm-hmm. he saw a daemon. Or he saw this mm-hmm. weird tree thing. And again, he's on some kind of drugs that's like, the tree is moving. <laughs> yeah. What the yeah. fuck? You know? <laughs> um, so, it, like, it is this weird thing of, like, I don't. Like I'm, I'm almost on the side of this paranormal investigator. Like these 
don't I don't see these things happening in like you, I, I I feel like you're making this stuff up, right? Um, I do I, have to say though. Sorry, mm-hmm. one more thing. Uh, I, I I do have no, yeah, to say though that I think that second like the the thing that scared me the most in this film or freaked me out the most in this film was the kids parents was the kids family because when when uh philip arrives at this house he hears them in the kitchen and then he kind of like peeks his head in he's Mm -hmm. like i want to just see if like who is the mom here you know and the mom is just standing there. The kitchen sink is running. She has her back to to Philip, and she's just standing there, arms mm-hmm. at her side, perfectly still. Horrifying. Yeah. And the father is standing yes. right next next to her. Same thing. Standing still, arms at his side, pacing the sink. And then the camera looks away, and the door slams shut. And then he goes mm-hmm. upstairs, and there's this weird, like, in-home yeah. nurse up in the a- 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 attic. We hear the footsteps of someone in the house. Like, there's all these weird things. I was like, I don't know if his family is real. Like, I, yeah. I'm starting I to think he's really imagining liked... them. Mm-hmm. I really like that initial mystery hook where, like, He's supposed to follow Simon up the stairs, but he takes a second and kind of peers into the kitchen to look at the parents. And then he goes up the stairs and he can't tell where Simon went. And it's like a three-story house. So he starts going up towards the third floor because he didn't see anything on the second floor. Mm -hmm. And he sees, like, he hears that medical machine beeping. And he kind of sees, like, the nurse's shoes shuffling around, like, between the crack underneath the door. And then Simon's like, where were you? I was in my room. Come on. We've got demon stuff to talk about. And he's and Philip's like, who's up there? And he's like, no one. No, there's yeah. no. You want to go back up there and look? I'll show you. There's no one. And Philip's like, nah, no, no, I'm good. I'm just unsettled, and I want to get this over with and leave. Right. I really liked that initial mystery hook, which I. I and then of course, by the end of the movie, we figure that, out. Yeah, yeah. I I mm. I didn't put that together until just now. That like, oh yeah, he's like. In a coma, duh. Of co- like, hearing the machine is just something he would he, he like if he is dreaming all of that stuff up. Yeah. Like maybe that's something he would hear and incorporate in. Maybe he has a brief moment of lucid of mm-hmm. lucidity where he just sees a nurse and, and it's a split second and then he g- g- yes. goes right back into the coma. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like it, it's it's. I like that a lot. And strange stuff around. Uh, around story two has my favorite moment in the entire film, which is when Philip goes out to look at this place in the woods where Simon supposedly met this demon and this tree monster. And he's like, I see a tree uprooted, but that could be anything. I see no evidence of the supernatural around here. And he's walking back to his car and he sees in his own car window himself like gray and blue like a ghost like reaching out to him for help. Yes, like he sees his own corpse in his car and he like freaks out and he opens the car door and this image of him just like 
it doesn't like poof vanish or fade away. It just slides the reflection of it like slides away as the angle changes as he opens the car door. Yeah. Like he only sees this corpse vision of himself in the glass at that right reflected angle. So he opens the door and he just like slides away. That was I think the scariest part. The coolest scare. Like I really mm-hmm. liked it. Just like because it's not what you think the movie is playing with. Like, it's kind of a jump scare, which we had some of in the first story. But that type of seeing your own corpse, like that type of scare we had not gotten yet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then story number two had that, again, had a, like a weird tonal whiplash when the kid is in the car mm-hmm. And the like, Mama Damon or Papa Damon, who who knows, gets in the back seat and is just like, "Stay with me." And he's like, "Fuck no!" He gets out and he just starts booking it. I did like that because that, like, the parents felt like they were calling from another movie. That felt like a natural thing that kid would do. Like, it felt appropriately comedic in this scenario. It, it was just it was just so comedic compared to this, like, there is this thing he hasn't really seen mm. that is hunting yeah. him out in the woods. And then, it, like, it speaks. And it's just like, stay with me, kid. <laughs> it's like, hey there, bub, mm-hmm. stay with me. <laughs> and he's just like, no! <laughs> I don't want to! <laughs> Getting the hell out of here. <laughs> so story number three let's move on to that one what did you think of that one i liked the setting in this one because it's a Mm -hmm. it's a poltergeist story it's a haunting story more or less but i'd never seen a haunting in such a contemporary house this is not an old mansion this is not a creepy decrepit mansion it is a brand new contemporary modern architecture house this is a it's probably a smart house the thing was probably built five years ago and i've never seen a ghost story set in a house that modern before you'll see like a murderer story set in a house that modern murder can be anywhere but just that slight difference of a ghost in a brand new place i really liked yeah it was it, it was good i think that had that also had the like a weird moment where i thought it was gonna be connected to the doll because again, mm-hmm. again like i like during this whole thing i'm looking for connections between the stories like maybe yeah. somehow this is all one bigger thing uh and yeah the first story had that girl in yellow and the third story the doll was in a very very similar yellow dress uh and so i was like oh maybe it's the same ghost haunting all of these people somehow some way um or something yeah and like uh, it, it it just did not turn out to be the case um but yeah by then we also have the like weird uh like we don't know who this person in the hood I- is but that's mm-hmm. happening um yeah yeah it, there's 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 a lot 
uh, I, I think things are starting to like, oh, is that a connection? What's that? That's new. I don't know. This is strange. What's happening? None Another... of this is coming to, together yet. So. This movie has a lot of repeated motifs, mm-hmm. but they don't really follow a pattern or lead to anything. Like we see the image of the little girl in the yellow dress. She's the kind of ghostly spirit in the first story. And she's like the doll in the baby crib in the third story. But it, we don't get like the pattern of three. We don't get any closure on that. She doesn't show up again. It's not clear what she means or how she connects to anything in Philip's past. There's a theme of faith early in the movie. Like we get Philip's father's like strict adherence to these very traditional religious values. We get mm-hmm. after he hears uh, the first man's ghost story, he talks to his pastor and the pastor's like, well, whether or not what he saw was real, we got a real result out of it. He came back to the church. He opened himself back up. He became a better family man after that spirit. Yeah. If the result is real, you know, whom? what does it matter what it actually was? And then Philip thinks he's um, uh, Simon thinks he's being pursued by a demon. He's got all this very quasi religious like artwork all over his room and then the third story nothing like that yeah strange stuff i yeah there's i, s- I really repeated liked... things all over the place and no sense of balance yeah i i really liked um so so maybe i'm stretching things here and just looking for a connection mm. where there is not one but if that first story was cl- claustrophobic i kind of got that same feeling while being in the r- r- room of the kid in the second story because yes. of all the artwork he had on his walls like all of the space was just covered with these yes. drawings and pictures of these mm-hmm. demons and demonic symbols and st- and stuff like that so you get this really claustrophobic feeling it, it Mm. also when he opens the doors like are you sure you don't want to go back upstairs and look and it's just black like you can barely see yeah. outside in like there's lights the on in his room but there are no hall lights the hallway yeah. and the stairs are dark and then the third story martin freeman's character talks so fast that he's just a yeah, mile yeah. a minute the claustrophobia almost comes with his character of of just yes yes. he is nonstop. he is a busy man uh you know his schedule is always full he's just talking the entire time um so i like that you you know that might be a a, a theme that that sticks through the entire way because then we see the Mm. traumatic experience experience of philip when he was a kid and he didn't necessarily watch the kid die but there was a kid that went into this tunnel that gets smaller and smaller and smaller as it continues and uh this guy looks like he has some kind of uh mental disorder or something like that um and he gets in there and yeah i guess it gets he gets so claustrophobic that he has a stroke or a seizure or something and just like just yeah can't do a thing and so he dies um but yeah he's just like he's stuck in this tunnel 
Uh, so that could be a, a theme. In, yes. In in there, like I'm 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 wondering how much of this is based off similar experiences that the creators had in their own hmm. lives of just like hey i had like i grew up in a religious household mm-hmm. my father was super strict so much so that it was claustrophobic and i just i yes. yeah it and the, 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 they are somehow trying to put that in their work here and they just have this like shared experience of like oh yeah my father was like that too or i've i've had this claustrophobic experience in another way there mm-hmm. who knows yeah yeah and like what philip has at the end of the movie is this locked in syndrome where he is utterly paralyzed and it is not clear how much mental power he still has left yeah yeah um i don't know man this this sure was sure was a movie (laughs) yeah i i think i would have liked the twist okay so philip's backstory treating this almost like it is the fourth anthology story of the movie sure i like i think that's a very effective type of horror like, oh, is my camera frozen? It is, yeah. Ah, oh, beans. Okay, let me figure this out. But I think an accident is a very effective type of horror for me personally, mm-hmm. more so than like a murderer or a monster or anything like that. Sure. Or some supernatural happening, just a simple human accident. Like, oh, it's going to be this prank on this boy. We're going to send him into, you know, this old sewer tunnel, tell him to look for something. Whoops, he accidentally, like, had asthma and just had an asthma attack and couldn't breathe and suffocated to death 30 Mm -hmm. feet away from us while we stood on the outside of the tunnel. Like accidents i think are very powerful like very damaging things i think because you buy it because the same thing could happen to you could happen to anybody so i buy the narrative trauma of an accident more than i would buy uh i saw thanks i saw a ghost i saw an alien there was an axe murderer etc etc i like that story individually i can definitely tell how that would affect philip for the rest of his life Again, it just doesn't have anything to do with the previous stuff that has been set up for Philip. It has nothing to do with his family. And, like, everything had been based on his family to that point. And then it's the story about these boys that were bullying him and the other boy when he was a kid. And you see the flashes of things that were meant to set that up. But still, what what happened to the family? It's like we've yeah. got two stories about Philip and they never intersect with each other. We never really find out how one affects the other. And it seems like everything, all the family stuff is kind of dropped when we get to this childhood accident that he had to witness. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I think looking at this film as a whole, like I, 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 I actually like the format, right? I, yes. I, I think... Uh, something like the black tapes that we already mentioned uses mm-hmm. this format very adeptly 
where it has this story eng- engine to kind of like, hey, here's a ghost story of the week or here's a new paranormal case that w- w- we can do. Uh, but I, I, I think it works better for more long form uh, mediums of storytelling. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I think this would work better as a TV show where we get time to flesh yeah. out all of these characters more and really get to know them and why they're doing these things, who they are. Maybe make some of these cases a little bit more believable um, and, and not just mm-hmm. like, why is he in this abandoned building that makes no sense? Why? Who knows? You know? Um, that or again, like I, I, I think maybe embrace some of the more comedic moments a little bit more, mm-hmm. and play that 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 up, and that's why I think it would still work fantastic as a stage play. Uh, and this is yeah. my ignorance of plays and stuff like that because i haven't seen very many but in my mind like i there is something kind of inherently larger than life about stage plays right you have Mm -hmm. actors who are speaking louder than they normally would who are trying to make sure that the people in the back row can see their emotions and their reactions and Mm -hmm. stuff like that so it's it kind of has this inherent sense of hey i'm going to overact this thing and it 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 has a kind of cheesiness or campiness uh to it that i Mm -hmm. think horror often has too Mm -hmm. but i think horror comedy like fits perfectly with that not that i think this needs to be a comedy per se but just uh, no again like i feel like this would work really well on stage it just just has these larger than life things ghosts and poltergeists and demons and stuff like that so yeah yeah and i and the whole twist of he's been it was all in his head it was not very original for a film it's not very original for a film but it is very original for a play like I don't know how much this stands out from other films, but like I cannot name another play like this. Hmm. Interesting. Not that I would be much help because again, I haven't seen very many of them. Yeah, so. and I. <laughs> yeah, and even I am like a play newbie. Musicals I know better. Straight plays I don't get out to see very much. Sure. There you go. Uh, let's see. If you had to recommend some stuff. Uh, that 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 you think people might like based off of this if they liked this or if they enjoyed it what else would they like of course we already mentioned multiple times the black tapes podcast i the black tapes has something that i wish this movie had which is real investigation like the most philip does is talk to two people and go poke around the woods Like, he's not doing any real investigative work. He's just turning on a tape recorder and talking to one or two people. Mm -hmm. I wanted to see him do, like, legitimate, all right, 
let's put science to the test. Let's prove that this is not supernatural. Instead, he just listens right. to somebody who's like, no, nah, that didn't happen. Talk to the family members. Uh, talk to the police to see if there's a history of stuff yeah, happening out in the run woods. Run a test. See, you know, stuff like that. Um, I would actually like to talk about a movie that is currently in theaters. I don't think I've ever Ooh. done this before. This doesn't... So there's this movie called The Lighthouse I went to see last night. I think I've mentioned this to you before because I saw the trailer several weeks ago and I've been excited for this thing. This is a kind of horror. It's more of like a psychological suspense thriller movie. And it is shot all in black and white in like a four by three aspect ratio. So it's a square. Like it looks like a very old like 1930s movie. Okay. And the whole movie is Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson as two lighthouse keepers. The whole movie takes place in the lighthouse and on the surrounding parts of the island or the mm-hmm. you know peninsula or wherever they are. They are the only two people that have speaking lines. They're the only characters in the movie, pretty much. Sure. And it's not narratively similar to ghost stories, but it is also a mind fuck which i recognize as an entire separate category of film unto itself like it is a wild ride from start to finish and i think it is really successful at what it wants to do interesting it doesn't take itself too seriously like you kind of know exactly what you're going to get going into it it's just how you get it how you get these two men getting cabin fever and absolutely driving each other mad to the brink of destruction. Interesting. All the individual things that support that bait, the premise never changes. It's just all the things that happen that support that premise, all the things that the premise turns into that happen. It is one of the most bananas times I have had in a theater. And it's like a little art house (laughs) movie. It is playing at all of three places here in St. Louis, a major metropolitan area. So who knows your chances of finding it at a theater around yourself. But, you know, if you have to wait till it gets out on home video, watch this thing. Watch this thing. It's brilliant performances. It's such a beautiful, wild, weird movie. Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. That's The Lighthouse. I want to recommend mm-hmm. both The X-Files and Cringe. Nice. I have yeah. not seen much of the X Files, though we we do have a Patreon exclusive episode of the review show available at the three dollar tier that we uh, do uh, d- d- dive into some X Files stuff because uh, I had mm-hmm. barely seen any, but I have seen all of Fringe. F- 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 which is a lot mm-hmm. like the X Files, but with a sci-fi twist. Yeah, uh, yeah it's a lot like more horror. Yeah, it's a lot more like could science do this thing? It's like weird experiments, whereas X Files is more like aliens, monsters, ghosts, supernatural yeah. powers, etc. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it 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 kind of has the the thing where uh, like, hey, we a week there are multiple cases that they take on and it is mm-hmm. these weird strange events sometimes they're scary sometimes they're horrifying uh 
Um, sometimes it's just, uh, oh, geez, that guy was just really unlucky. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, 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 I kind of like shows like that, that have the investigative aspect, but then have this, like, overarching story like that. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I, I think... Those are ones to absolutely go check out, especially if you liked this film. You want some more mm-hmm. like it? All right, I guess I should start p- pulling up my pitches. Pitch time for this next week. Do you have any last things you want to say about ghost stories? Um. I think overall, I do. I do still want to recommend it. Like it will exactly like Rainbot said. This will scramble your brain. There are a lot of story leads it puts in that don't connect to anything. They don't establish a pattern or come full circle. So it's kind of a frustrating watch. But mm-hmm. it is, and like the whole "it was all in his head" thing is kind mm-hmm. of hokey at this point but there's a lot of other stuff in there that i think is inventive and it's just a a neat movie to watch even if just for martin freeman <laughs> not yeah, to disparage any of if, the other performers but like martin nothing freeman. else go watch it for 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 him yeah because that that one scene the like transformation yeah, scene is yeah great uh mm. okay so i am we are moving on from our horror month, this is the last yep. one in our horror month. We do horror year-round sometimes, but uh, I am getting away from that for this next week. No more horror. You are too spooked. I'm all horrored out. I'm t- too spooked. Uh, so pitch number one is a manga entitled Vagabond. And this is a Japanese mm-hmm. epic martial arts manga series written and illustrated by uh takahiko in a way and it portrays the fictionalized account of the life of japanese swordsman miyamoto musashi based on Mm -hmm. eiji yoshikawa's novel musashi uh so this looks like a samurai manga or yeah okay says Growing up in the late 16th century Sengoku-era Japan, uh, Shinmen Takezo is shunned by the local villagers as a devil child due to his wild and violent nature. Running away from home with a fellow boy at the age of 17, uh, Takezo joins the Toyotomi army to fight the Tokugawa clan. At the Battle of Sekigahara. There you go. I would like to read the first four volumes of that. That covers the first two story arcs of that. Um, So that should be pretty interesting if you're into samurai stuff like that. That's pitch number one. Vagabond, volumes one through four. Pitch number two... Mm-hmm. is a TV series. It's a British crime drama entitled Happy Valley. Uh, and this is available on Netflix. Happy Valley? Uh, yes, okay. Happy Valley. 
uh, and it is a, let's see, a British crime drama television series filmed and set in the Calder Valley, West Yorkshire in Northern England. Uh, blah, 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 blah. There's two series. Both of them are six episodes long. So, Melissa, do you want to watch one, the first series, or both of them? Be a total um, of 12 episodes uh, if we do both of them. I would theoretically like to go for just season one. Uh, okay. This being Halloween week, I think I will be kind of busy, you know, going out and doing costumes Sounds and getting good. ready for a party I'm hosting next Sunday. So, so we'll, I'm not we'll stick packed to with free time this week. Season one, then, and says okay. uh, Catherine K- K- Kaywood is a strong-willed police sergeant in West Yorkshire, still coming to terms with the suicide of her teenage daughter, Becky, uh, eight years er- er- earlier. Kaywood is now divorced from her husband and living with her sister, a recovering alcoholic and heroin addict. Wow, she does not catch Mm -hmm. a break. Uh, Who is helping her bring up Becky's young son, Ryan. Um, Let's see. Catherine soon becomes obsessed with finding someone unaware that he is involved in the kidnapping of someone else. Blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to read that in case of spoilers. Um, yeah, so this mm-hmm. c- 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 cop who seems to have been beaten down by life quite a bit uh, mm-hmm. gets involved with a kidnapping case, I believe. Series one called Happy Valley. Mm-hmm. This sure sounds happy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then pitch number three uh, is an anime called Initial D. I have pitched the manga of this before. Uh, this is a Japanese street racing manga written and illustrated by Suichi Shingeno. Um, and it is about this young kid. Uh, it, it says these story focuses on the world of illegal Japanese street racing where all the action is concentrated in the mountain passes and rarely in cities or urban areas uh, with the with the drifting racing style emphasized in particular uh, pro- professional race car driver and pioneer of 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 drifting Keiichi Tsuchiya helped with editorial supervision go story is mm. centered on the prefecture of of Gunma uh, more specifically on several mountains in the Kanto region blah 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 and it follows a young kid uh, who is not much of a driver um his name is Takami. He is 18 years old, or at least he does not see himself as a as a racer. But it turns out his father has been kind of secretly training him without him really realizing it. And it turns out he's better than most people. So, racing manga, right? I guess the anime. So I wanted. 
to watch season one of Initial D, um, which I believe is 26 episodes. Okay. Pitch number one I was Vagabond. Uh, pitch number two was Happy Valley. Pitch number three was Initial D. Uh, <laughs> you have pitched Initial D to me before. I'm sorry, I'm still not really interested. <laughs> That's a-okay. We've covered this. I am not a car or spaceship person. Remember, we were just talking about Star Wars and everything. It's like, it's got either. these ships. And I'm like, God, ships? I don't know. It's just a bunch of numbers and letters and machine parts. And all the machine parts look the same. <laughs> I'm still not feeling that one. And I looked. The last six things I have picked from you, six things in a row have all been a comic or manga. So let's break away from that for a little bit. So I'm going to go with Happy Valley. I looked this okay. up, and it has really high reviews. So I'm kind of intrigued by this and how this plays out. Yes. It'd be nice to stay in Britain for just a, another week. A little bit longer, yeah. Happy Valley, then, is what we will do for uh, this next week. We will be covering season one, which is only six episodes. Um, yeah, and it looks like it was... Uh, all created, written, and directed by Sally Wainwright. All one person. So mm. that's nice. Good stuff. It's always nice when one per person has so much influence on the entire thing, because then it it really does shine through that this is their vision mm -hmm. of the stuff. Um, sweet. Well, that's what we will do. For this next week, don't forget to go like, share, subscribe, all of that stuff. Yeah. If you like what we do, go share it with your friends. In the meantime, though, Melissa, where can the people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And I am at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter and Instagram. You guys can find us at The Whatnots on Twitter uh, if you guys want to stay up to date with us there. Uh, and we will be back next week with Happy Valley Season 1. This has been Episode 81 of The Review Show. We will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.